Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process. From design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side-by-side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com. Well, welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris podcast. I am your host, Jared Christie, and today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Rugged Radios. When it comes to Rugged Radios and the race world, Rugged Radios is the clear communication uh, winner. They are always on the podium. Show up at a race event and Rugged Radios will help you get dialed in. I believe they are at just about every race known to man on the planet there to help out the racers, learn about racing equipment, fix your racing equipment, and oftentimes they will get you set up at zero cost. And I mention all that kind of stuff because today's guest is Polaris race team manager, Brett Carpenter. Brett, how are you, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me. All the things that I said, are they true? I think they are. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially, <laughs> hey, Rugged, you know, as well, Rugged Radios too, uh, huge supporter of players. So we also appreciate them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I wanted to bring you on today, Brett, because uh, I think the San Felipe 250, is that right, was just happened? Correct. Just a few yep. weeks ago. And uh, I thought, you know what? We haven't had anybody on the show yet to talk about racing. And there are so many people in the off-road world that either do big racing like the Baja, Best in the Desert, series like that, or they just do smaller racing or community events uh, in the state or surrounding states that they live in. And I thought, what better person to talk uh, racing than the actual race team manager for Polaris? Love it. Yeah. No, San Felipe was an exciting one, too. Uh, so good, good time to catch up. What, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the racing stuff, but the most recent one was that, uh, how did that go? San Felipe was awesome. Um, you know, we, first of all, we always look forward to the first race of the year for score. Um, score is a big partner of ours. We've been with them for, for years. Um, so as official UTV manufacturer for, for the series, um, and San Felipe is just, it's just a fun race. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the shortest race of the series. So it's only 250 miles. I think it was two, right around 280, um, for, for total race mileage, but, you know, people are excited in Baja for one. Um, and obviously with, you know, kind of what's been going on over the last couple of years, um, you know, the race has, I would say over the last couple of years has been moved outside of town, which, you know, for, for San Felipe and, and the community, that's, that's, that's not as, that's not a good thing. So, um, this year, for the first time since I want to say 2020 or even 2019, we were back downtown, right in the center of town for all the festivities, um, right on the Melicon, right on the water there. Um, San Felipe is just such a cool little little village. And, um, and so having the racers interacting with the fans and, and businesses were, 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 were in great shape. And obviously, there's great food and restaurants. So overall atmosphere of San Felipe was just top notch this year, which was, which was great to see. I'm glad um, you bring that up because one of the the really cool things, and if you've never attended a race, the actual racing sometimes can be hard to watch because it's in the desert and yep. you might not see much of it. But being around 
the race scene a couple days leading up to it with the town tech and contingency, um, some racer events, some, you know, getting to meet the racers and all that kind of stuff. That really is uh, for a lot of spectators and fans, the, the best part. It is. I mean, in these races, especially in Baja, these are like their, their Super Bowls and, and their Indy 500s and their, you know, all of these big events that, that, you know, we see, you know, regularly across mainstream sports, this is it for them. Like they look forward to these races every time they come to town. Um, the racers are like icons, you know? And so, you know, obviously everybody wants a sticker, a team shirt and things like that. So th- this was just like, I mean, you just, you felt good about being down there, you know, with the community, um, you know, that was qualifying uh, a couple of days prior to the race, which was, which was great. Uh, UTVs don't qualify, but you know, with all the, the truck classes and, and the bigger buggies and stuff, that was cool to see. Um, and then just, yeah, parading the vehicles through downtown and, and letting all the racers, you know, interact with the fans and do their interviews. And it was just great to see. So we had, uh, we had a great team down there. Um, you know, I'd say we, we were, we were pretty excited for this one just based on, you know, just how the, the first part of the year has gone, just, just transitioning into some new platforms. And so we're, we're itching to get down to San Felipe for sure. Right. If you're going to say the word stickers, you got to say it like people do down there. Just like stickers. Yes. <laughs> it's, it is insane. It is insane. If you don't have them when they ask for them, you're in trouble. Too. I know that. Right. Right. I mean, that they, they are in some ways on race weekend, they are currency. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, if you go anywhere, you, you at least need to have a stack of stickers in your pocket for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Stickers and t-shirts, but stickers for a hundred percent. Sure. Now, how long have you been uh, with Polaris and secondly, the, the race team manager? Uh, so I've been with Polaris for coming up on about two and a half years now. Um, and so pretty much for the full 2020 calendar year, um, 2021. Um, and now we're, we're cruising into year three here for myself um, as part of the program. So, um, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty big transition, um, into the role, um, something that I think was, you know, was needed on, on our end, um, just to have a, a dedicated race team manager on base in the Southwest, which is great. Um, you know, obviously makes, makes travel to a majority of the events and races I'm attending is, is, is I would say, uh, geographically just makes a lot more sense than, uh, coming out of Minneapolis. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a fun, fun program, uh, it's a lot of work, get to work with a lot of great people, um, both inside and outside of the company. Um, our race team is a blast to work with. Um, and we've got you know, what, what, what I think are the best racers out there. Um, so pretty fortunate to do what I do. Um, I love it and I can't wait to see what, uh, what the future holds for us. No doubt. No doubt. Tell me about the factory program. How, how does it work? Um, who are the racers, things like that? Yeah, the factory program, I would say, is, is you know, it's a it's a it's a structure or program that's that's built around, you know, a handful of, of what we you know consider to be the top tier elite racers um, in UTV racing. So a lot of them have been with with Polaris for for even a lot longer than myself. Um, some are new to the program, but these are the racers that, you know, as we look at the big races, the biggest races that, that matter, um, and I say that what I mean by that is, you know, big marketable races that we feel we can make a huge impact on from a marketing standpoint, um, through media um, and content um, and just telling our racing story, um, because that's, we, that's what we want to do. I mean, it's, you know, we have a lot of followers on social media and things like that. But, you know, to connect with everybody, we want to tell a story. Um, and part of that involves winning races. And it also involves, you know, 
who these who these guys and gals are and what goes into racing and, and try to connect with 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 more of our followers uh, than not. So um, with that, you know, we have an extremely diverse group of racers, both, you know, male and female racers that race in Mexico only racers that are up here in the United States. We've got international racers. So um, it's a, it's a really cool group. Um, but again, yeah, a lot of them have been here for, uh, you know, close to a decade, even longer, um, you know, like the Jagged X team, for example, I'm, I know you've done some work with them. Um, they've been around Polaris for probably almost 15 years. Um, racing Razor 800s. I believe they were even raced a Ranger at one point prior to the Razor. Is that, um, is that racing or just riding? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> back then it was racing. Yeah, back it then was, it was racing, no doubt. It was game. It was game changing, and that's what's cool is a lot of these racers have been a part of this evolution at just kind of the next level of the game changing. Um, and now we're seeing that with you know the launch of the Pro R and the Turbo R. Um, but this group of racers are, are who we feel are going to give us the best shot to win because in the end you got to win. Um, and that's what this is. It, it is a business first. So, um, you know, performance is, is a key metric. And so uh, we want to work with the, with the racers that are going to give us the best shot and we want to give them the best tools and equipment and resources to be successful. Podiums matter. Podiums matter. Yep. Podiums matter. That's, it is racing. It's not riding. So, um, you know, like when we go down to Baja, I mean, that's, you know, we've been involved with score for so long, as I mentioned, and Baja culture is just a part of who we are as a brand. Um, and so, you know, having Matlocks go down there, you know, outside of just racing and just involved in the community, doing a bunch of charity rides and things like that, you know, that, that really draws Baja and, and the folks down there, um, and it builds a stronger connection with them. And so then when we go down there and race and we bring these new platforms, like, like we just did at San Felipe and we're standing on the top of the podium, we're, we're pumped about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned, uh, the, the Baja 1000 and the San Felipe score, uh, 250. What, what are the main race series out there right now? Yeah. The main race series, I would say, um, our score, obviously the, the big Baja series, um, you've got best in the desert, um, north of the border. So that's, that's based in the Southwest Nevada, primarily. Um, they race in Parker, Arizona as well. Um, and then, you know, you've got, uh, ultra four, which, you know, I think most people are familiar with King of the hammers, which is, it's like their, their Daytona 500, their super bowl. Um, you know, then there's there's independent races like the Mint 400 and, and UTV World Championship and things like that. Um, so I would say those are the those are the premier series and independent events and, and that we focus on. Um, you know, there's also different segments of off road like short course style racing, which you've got the Champ Off Road series up in the Midwest. Um, you know, which which you know Crandon is is the biggest piece of that. Um, so everybody wants to go to Crandon two times a year, and especially the fall Crandon, which is the like the you know, that's the biggest short course race of the year that they consider the, the world championship. So, um, you know, between short course racing in the Midwest, you know, desert racing in the Southwest, um, both in Mexico and, and, and you know, Nevada and, and the Southern part of the United States, those are probably the, the big hitters uh, with King of the Hammers as well. Um, and then there's a number of, you know, I would say um, smaller series, um, series even further east, um, you know, that are little more grassroots, which is great because, because that, that matters that there's, you, you certainly see a, a roadmap and kind of a ladder through off-road racing. Um, so there, the great thing is like UTV racing is just expanding. It's just getting so big that, you know, really any part of the country, there's a place to race a UTV, which is great. 
No doubt, no doubt. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I asked you is, is racing isn't just in the Southwest or in, in Baja. There are, there's racing all over the country, and I'm glad, glad you mentioned Crandon because, you know, if you're into racing at all, you know about Crandon. <laughs> Crandon's like no other. It, it's just, it's like a festival now, which is great. I mean, now that they're having concerts, I mean, Kid Rock was there a couple years ago, and so um, they've really turned that into a, a really, really great event. Um, we're a big part of it. You know, we sponsor the, we sponsor the, the Fall Crandon Weekend, um, and so we've got, you know, branding everywhere. We do a big booth activation, um, demo rides and things like that. And it's, you know, what's amazing is if you haven't been to Crandon or if you're unfamiliar with it, the, the town itself is like one little street, um, you know, with a diner and, and a bank and, you know, it's kind of the, the typical, um, you know, small Midwest town, but on, on race weekend, it's, you know, 50,000 people show up. They all want to camp. They're all right there in the race site. Um, you know, there's music and entertainment, a parade, um, and then of course, just two days of racing. And whether it's rain or shine, and and, and more times than not, it's rain. Right, uh, there, yes. Creating a big mud pit, but um, it, it is. I mean, these fans live for it, and so that's what's so cool about Cranon. It's been the same every year, just growing. Um, and we've got great racers that compete there, and uh, yeah, it's it's a blast. We'll be out there again this fall. No doubt. I've been to a best in the desert race. I've been to the Baja 1000, the King of the Hammers, the Mint 400. And they've turned into not just races. These are events. These are multi-day, you know, things going on. Yeah, they are. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, even, you know, like we discussed, you know, San Felipe, downtown, you know, fans, uh, contingency, you know, a lot of interaction, um, you know, Crandon, the way they built it, King of the Hammers is, is like a two week festival now. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago where, where, where King of the Hammers was, you know, maybe a week at best, but now it's, they've got the desert races the weekend before, um, and people coming out to pre-run the, the week prior. So that's, that's a big one too, with music and entertainment, um, a lot of enthusiasts and that's, that's what they love when they can go out there and bring, bring their own razor or Jeep or whatever it is. And, and, you know, go out and ride while all this is going on. That's, you know, that's the best of both worlds. You're connecting with enthusiasts, connecting with consumers and, you know, providing opportunity for them to get in the vehicles and do some demo rides on the new razors and stuff like that. So it's, it's really neat. And that's, what's you know great about these events is they're truly turning into events as opposed to just races. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you, and when you're done with the King of the Hammers after two weeks, you need two weeks off. You do. <laughs> you do. You do. It's it's uh, that one's a grind for sure. Uh, you know, cell service is limited. Uh, you're, you're half hour from any town uh, and it's dirty and dusty and windy and cold, but it, it's a blast. Yeah. It's yeah. A blast. Burning man for the off road world. No, doubt. that's right. No, yep. no doubt. Now, if I'm if I'm a person who is a sort of a weekend warrior or I want to sort of maybe get more involved and I've got a little bit of itch or maybe a lead foot or whatever. And I want to get sort of test my abilities or limits. What do you, what, when someone asks like, how do I get involved in racing? And I don't mean a factory racer. I just mean like racing in general. Yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of ways that you can do it. And I think part of it is like, you know, I, I, I even, the team I was, I was spending some time with down in San Felipe. Somebody asked them the same question. I heard one of the mechanics say, man, the best thing you can do is, is just start volunteering with a team and see if you can be a part of a team and just kind of see how things work. Um, you know, just get your hands on the machines and, and things like that. Um, but in terms of actually 
driving and, 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 and testing your own skills. Um, you know, there are so many regional type series that, that, you know, really allows you to do that and, and budget friendly classes, you know, with little requirements aside from obviously the safety stuff to, to keep you safe in the event that, that doesn't go as planned. But, you know, like for example, in Arizona, there's a series called AZOP, um, Arizona Off-Road Promotions, and, and they do a really great job of, of kind of catering to that, I would say, weekend warrior, um, new enthusiast with, you know, they have competitive classes, but there's also very entry-level classes where, um, you know, it's low pressure, you know, it's, you know, you're not stressed and there's not a ton that you need to do to get ready. It's, you can kind of show up and go through the tech inspection, make sure you got your, you know, your proper harnesses and, and all the safety equipment, but it's such a family environment. And it's and it's fun and everyone's there willing to help that that's a great way to just get involved and, and test your skills and, you know, you make new friends. And, and that's the biggest thing, too, is it's a community of people that want to help each other. So the more help you can receive as, as, as a new racer, the better. Um, and obviously with with a series like AZOP, um, that's a great place to do that. And then you start to branch out from there and, you know, you can look at some of the some of the smaller races from some of the bigger series as you kind of start to expand. So, I, I mean, my suggestion is just to link up in a regional series wherever you are in the country um, and, and just get involved at, at that level first. And you may love it and you may hate it, you know, but it's, it's obviously you didn't break the bank to do it. Um, you know, low stress on the machine and, and hopefully have a good time. When you, if you're someone who started to do that, like a lot of people have, and you, you maybe you go out and you start winning some races and you start making some noise and garnering a little bit of attention, what's the leap from that level to say being a factory racer? I think, you know, it's, it's, I would say it's, it's a process, you know, um, I'm asking Brett because that's the guy who gets hit up all the time for everything. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so I'm going to hit you up for something in this show too. No way you're getting off the hook without uh, me asking for some sort of a product at some point. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, but I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, it's like everybody wants something from you. How do they, how does someone eventually make that leap? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's taking it a step further from, you know, a series like AZOP and making it out to a best in the desert race where, um, you know, you see some of the factory racers competing, um, you know, and, and, and going out there and even whether you're competing or not, um, just being there, being around tech and contingency and talking with some of the sponsors and, um, you know, introducing yourself to people, because a lot of it is, is, is as we know, you have to perform at a high level, but you also want to have good contacts and, and, and build a strong network. So, you know, it's, it's a matter of just, just continuing to build on, on, on where you start, um, but, you know, getting out to a race like Parker or even even going out to Laughlin, which is a smaller best in the desert race. But but generally they have, you know, there's some big buzz around that. There's a lot of racers. It's 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 a shorter race, so it's um, not as demanding. Um, but introducing yourself to people and and starting to build a build a resume, um, the more events and, and, and smaller local races you compete in, you start to make a name for yourself uh, within your own you know state or series. Um, and he's, you just have to grow and build on that. Um, but anytime you see someone at a race, whether it's a factory racer or someone who works for Polaris or any other sponsor you're going after, you know, go up and introduce yourself and, and at least let them know who you are and, and that you're, you know, you're, you're trying to work your way up through the ranks and, um, you know, have a, have a little marketing kit, you know, and that, that's a big part of it. Whether it's a, 
you know, a, a thumb drive that you can just pass along. That's got some information about yourself or a website, or obviously social media is a huge part of this, but just getting out there, meeting people, networking and performing, obviously. Um, but you have to start somewhere and it's, it's a tough process, but the more you do it, the more well-known you become. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not, not only just the racers, but the, uh, the, 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 people in the industry, the people like, uh, partners of ours, like full throttle. I know a lot of racers use full throttle batteries to accessorize their vehicles. And we use those in a bunch of our project X builds because they're powerful enough to handle all the extra stuff that might be on a race machine, whether you're a, a regular racer or a weekend warrior full throttle, uh, it's got a different batch of batteries for you. Also another one assault assaults at almost every race. Absolutely. Uh, they, they, uh, they've, they've, I think they've got the market cornered on mirrors for every racer out there. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. so we use them on all our project X builds, uh, assaults always right there out there talking to people. They're launching parts and accessories to go along with it. If you need something for your race machine or even your your weekend machine, Assault's got you covered. And uh, I know uh, Rugged might not, I'm sorry, Rockford might not be in every race vehicle out there, but Rockford is around a lot of these races uh, for your audio systems. And and uh, if you want to go big to, to, to as they said, say, uh, see him coming, hear him going, something like that, uh, <laughs> Rockford's always there to blast the tunes and uh, having their equipment in your machines, maybe not your race machines, but your weekend machines is, is another way to uh, sort of up your game and just just meet people and be around people because I know they sponsor stuff as well. What, Brad, as far as in the racing world, how important is racing to Polaris? Well, it's 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 extremely important because it, it really is a part of our brand. I would say Razor specifically. It's it's you know since we launched the Razor platform, you know we've been racing, um, and I think we've seen just that that evolution of the vehicle. Um, we obviously use racing to, to prove the performance of our vehicles. Um, but it's also a big brand statement too. When you, you, you want to flex when you win a race, right. And it's, you know, I would say, you know, Polaris has a really long history in racing and not just on the off-road side. Uh, obviously with Polaris snowmobiles, um, I was just at Lake Geneva, a month or so back, which was just an awesome experience just to see how things work on the, on the snow side. It's a whole new game. So, but you can tell we've been there for a long time and we're a part of, we're a part of the race community. Um, the racers rely on Polaris for, for help and support. Um, so it's just a part of who we are, I would say as a company, um, you know, we, it, it's, it's part of the DNA. It's, it's how we market and promote our products. Um, but the biggest thing is when we can say we went out and we, you know, get through Johnson Valley, uh, you know, at the King of the Hammers or, or compete and, and win races like the Baja 1000, Baja 500. And, you know, that's, this is some of the most brutal terrain in the world, you know? And so that's, that's really the biggest thing is, is putting these vehicles through the test of, of competing at a high level and, and sustaining, uh, you know, and, and getting through the race and, and, and hopefully standing on the top box. That's just a testament to our machine. And so we, it, it's extremely important. You know, we, uh, it's going to be a part of Polaris for a long time and, and, and it already has been for a long time, um, coming up on a couple decades, at least on the off-road side. So it, it's, it's extremely important and, and, and a valuable, uh, you know, marketable, uh, activity and part of our, of, of our brands, um, just how we promote our products. Is racing as big as it's ever been right now? Cause I know there was a time, maybe there'd be 20 or 30 UTV show up and you hear these stories now about 80, 90, a hundred UTVs and races. 
I think it is. Well, I would say on the UTV side, 100%. You know, I would say what, what we're seeing is like you see a lot of racers that race in trophy trucks or trophy truck specs or buggies. Um, you know, they start to utilize UTVs to prepare to race through pre-running and things like that. But then you're starting to see racers even transition into UTV racing on both sides, whether they're moving up from maybe slower classes or maybe they've, you know, historically been a part of the trophy truck classes or, or class one buggy classes. But now they're they're moving into uh, the UTV ranks because really that's the biggest manufacturer support. I would say, um, you know, these vehicles, you can, you can buy one off the dealership floor. Um, and then you can be racing it in a week. And well, so that's, that's what I was going to say too. You hear so often out of the box. Yeah. Race yeah ready. A, yep. That's a term that, 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 that's used quite a bit. And yeah. you know, that's that like, that, that's important to us because if you can go and, and buy a pro R or a turbo R or a pro XP, uh, right off the showroom floor and, and, you know, right off, you know, out the box, uh, and go down and race Baja or, you know, the mid 400 or, or, you know, whatever the case is, that's, it's not as easy to do in the truck classes and the buggy classes. I mean, there, there's no dealership that you can go to to buy a trophy truck. No, no, I haven't seen one in my neighborhood ever. No, no right. there's, well, there is, but there it's Mason Motorsports and Geyser Brothers, right? That are building these trucks. But it, UTV racing, I would say, is at an all-time high, you know? I mean, even with a lot of the challenges economically right now. And, um, but, you know, you, you see entry lists for UTV classes are, are I would say, significantly higher than, than any other class. You know, we just, just got done taking a look at the entry list for one of the next races coming up, just as we were doing our homework and it's just like, man, there's, yeah, there's, there's 50, 60, you know, pro class UTV racers that are going to be competing here across a couple classes. So it's at a level race. now that difficult to win all the time. It is. Yes. The, the level of competition now is, I would say as, as difficult as ever, because, you know, you can be running a perfect race, um, you know, out front and have the slightest issue, um, you know, even if, if it's a tire or, you know, something happens and it's a belt or something like that. I mean, that a couple minutes that you're down, even just to change a tire or something like that is the difference between first place or off the podium. Um, and so that's, that's huge. Uh, and so, yeah, the competition is, is, is extremely tough, uh, which is great to see. Um, you have to, you know, you, you win a race, you, you really were the best, you know? And so, um, there's so many things that can happen in racing. So, you do you do need to rely on a perfect race to win. Uh, no, I know it's as, as you can plan and prep your vehicle as much as possible, but that the desert and some of those uh, races they, they're relentless and they win yeah. they win more the, the course wins more often than the racers do. I'd imagine it does even for the top racers. Right? I mean, it, it, again, it's racing. You know, anything can happen, uh, even if it's out of your control. You know, and so and that's that's but you know you start to see across the season. Um, you know, you can look back over the last two three years and, and you really do see a consistent group up at the top. Um, even not even on the podium, but, you know, top five finishes, you know, that's, that matters because you're seeing that's consistency. Um, but yeah, to, to win, uh, and, and to be on the top, top step of the podium, uh, that, that requires the stars to align for sure. How do people follow racing or get more involved? Well, I would say, you know, the, the, the thing is every, every series does things a little different in terms of just how to follow or track or watch the race. And the, the biggest thing I'll say is desert racing is just tough. 
Um, you know, there's there's not necessarily an easy way to, to spectate live. Uh, you may see a vehicle pass by. You may not see them again either the rest of the day or for a few hours, depending on where you are. If you're in Baja, um, some of the loop races are obviously a little easier. You see them come by three or four times. But, you know, in terms of, of, of tracking from afar and watching you know, online, you know, they're getting a lot better with live streams, um, you know, and, and, you know, whether it's on, on YouTube or on the event website itself, um, coverage is, is certainly improving. Um, and, you know, I mean, we just, you know, the Mint 400 just took place a couple months back. Um, and there's a live stream up the entire day and they're providing updates. There's, there's obviously cameras out on course through the infield. There's, there's great drone footage. So, you know, we're starting to see the, the level of production uh, improve greatly, which is, which is awesome. Um, and especially King of the Hammers is notorious for it. They've got, they've got live streaming for two weeks out there um, with some of the best footage you'll ever you'll ever see. Um, and so when you can actually sit, uh, you know, and, and actually watch, um, remotely and, and sit there and watch for, for four hours, if you have the time, you'll know exactly what's going on. Um, and right, I got nothing series, going on but to sit around the office with my feet up and watch racing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Right. Yeah. I, I'm there. And a lot of times I don't see what's happening because, you know, if, if we're out in the desert, if I'm with our engineers or if I'm, if I'm in the pits or with a couple of our teams, it, it is, it is, truly tough to know what's happening. And so I typically am in contact with quite a few different people and, and a, a primary contact for each team and, you know, reaching out back home, see what's going on, but it, it's tough. You know, that's, that's the tough part. Is your, is your phone ringing or being text nonstop? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It, uh, these, the, the phone battery is, is put to the test, I would say on race weekend for sure. But, um, no, it's good though. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't want it any other way. I love being out there, um, you know, at races with our teams. Um, you know, we typically are working with them leading the, the weeks leading up to the races all the way up through the race. Um, and so it's great. I mean, that's, it's, it's a big family or, or we, you know, we, we consider our team to be a family, um, but everyone wants to win. So they're competitors also. Um, but it's great to be out there. It's, it's awesome to be a part of it when we win and, and to be there in person for the, the celebration. And, you know, cause it doesn't happen every time, obviously it's, it's tough, but um, you know, it's, it's good to be out there and, and knowing what's happening as it's happening and communicating back to the office and uh, leadership groups and letting them know that we just want a big race. That's, that's, there's nothing like it. What's on tap for Polaris racing the rest of 2022? You know, I'd say we uh, we have a few really big races coming up. Um, the Baja 500 uh, is is right around the corner, and and building off of a big win in San Felipe uh, with Wayne Matlock and Justin Lambert. Um, you know, we're excited to get back down to Baja because uh, that's a race that we've had tremendous success at. Um, Brandon Sims, the defending champion down there, Chris and Matlocks won the overall twice in an actually aspirated car. Um, you know, Craig Scanlon's a prior winner of that of that event, so. We're excited to get back down to the 500, um, seeing more pro R's, you know, out in the field as we're, as, as our team is continuing to transition into the new platform. Um, so that's a big one. And then, um, beyond that, we've got races like Vegas to Reno, which is the longest, best in the desert race, uh, Crandon, as we mentioned, that's in the fall. Um, so that's always, that's, that's a big one. And then, um, UTV world championship followed by the Baja 1000. So we've, we're, we've got quite a few, quite a few big races here on deck over the next four or five months, I would say. If I'm interested, Brad, in, in going out to one of these races and, and you were going to point me in the direction of a race to, to go to, which one would it be? 
That's tough. Um, that's a tough one. I would say, I gotta go you check know, this out one time. I, I, like, all right, go to this race. Cause this is the sort of the most, you know, uh, fan friendly, viewer friendly, meet yep. the racers. I, I would say Crandon. I would say Crandon is, is, you know, although it's not, uh, it's not a desert race. Um, it, it's, it's a little different, but Crandon is, is just that it is fan friendly, uh, meeting the racers, just a huge off-road community coming together, uh, top racers in the sport. Um, and, and I would say, I would say that's a good one, especially being that, you know, uh, we have a huge presence there. You know, you can get a chance to, to, to test out and drive some of our new platforms. There's through our demos and things like that. So in my opinion, Crandon is the one to go to, uh, from a pure live spectator standpoint. Awesome. Awesome. I, I've, like I said earlier, I've been to, been to most of those and, Crandon's one that I haven't been to, but they're all unique in their own ways. When you're down in Baja, it's a whole different feel and flavor uh, compared to some of the other races. If you go to the Mint 400, which is in Las Vegas, um, obviously you've got uh, other options besides the racing there, but you get to see the vehicles come down Las Vegas Boulevard, which is quite a a scene. Yes, right? You know, they shut down the the strip there for, I don't know, a little while, and all the vehicles come rolling down at a fast 15 miles an hour or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. And you see the people on the sidewalk that are, that are sitting there and that maybe have no idea what, what these vehicles are, or that there's even a race going on. Uh, right. Tons of tourists in Las Vegas, millions and millions of people, but they see, uh, you know, 30 or 40 off-road vehicles, you know, driving right down the street with a police escort. It's like, what, what is that? Um, but that's, what's cool about the mint, you know, they set up on Fremont street, uh, you know, people have the, have the opportunity to just kind of walk through and see a lot of the vehicles and meet some of the drivers and, you know, check out all the, all the, the, you know, the businesses and and the sponsors of the race and, you know, rugged radios and Rockford always sets up there, you know, big supporters of the race community. So it's cool to see, um, you know, races like that, where, where there is a fan friendly element to it. And you mentioned at Crandon, the ability to uh, test out a vehicle. If you've never had a chance to, to, to get behind the wheel of a vehicle and, and go for a ride, Crandon's yeah. a great spot. Um, Polaris has Polaris Adventures uh, rental places all over the country. You can rent a vehicle for the day, and in many cases, it's almost the same vehicle the racers are driving on the racing weekend. So, so, so get, get some seat time. Go out. Uh, connect with the players adventures in, in your neck of the woods and, and, and try it out for a half day or a full day and, and take your friends or take your family. That's also uh, another uh, great opportunity and a great sort of uh, to get behind the wheel and have, have some seat time. Brett, I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, talking racing um, your dogs off, Awfully excited about you talking racing as well. <laughs> I was sitting there going, and they hear that my dog's like out back. I'm like, oh my god! Oh yeah, I, yeah, I could, I could hear him the whole time, yeah, or her. Yes, yes. Uh, so they're very I'm, excited. I'm sorry, so, no, I'm it's sorry. fine. My, my dog loves talking racing. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. I just chiming in with uh, his thoughts as well. So this is the remote world, right? That we're. <laughs> we're living in that's right that's right well today's episode of destination players podcast was brought to you by quad boss quad boss has been around for 20 years they've got all the uh, dependable parts whether you're a writer rancher farmer uh, it makes your work feel like play you want to depend on your machine to do the job and quad boss offers the parts to do that parts is the world you live in 
Brett, you always got to have extra parts and accessories yeah. on hand to uh, for any race that you're in. I, I've met most of these riders and racers uh, over the years that we've been doing the show and and uh, go to a race, meet them. They're awesome people, uh, super down to earth. Uh, can and, and that's the cool thing. This isn't a uh, you know, an F1 or a NASCAR race and getting access to the racers um, can be really hard. Something like this. These guys and girls are around, they, you know, just walk up to them and say, hi, get a picture, Absolutely. get an autograph. They'll take the time to talk racing with you. They're yep. super accessible. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just everyday folks who like to put the hammer down on the weekends. Absolutely. That's the coolest part of it is, uh, is, is the community that they built, you know, and built their own brand and, and they all have fans and followers and, especially down in Baja, you really see it. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, our racers, uh, just like every other, other racer in the community, they're, they're all willing to talk racing, uh, help help the rest of the community out, you know, just just talk talk with fans, and, and that's what's cool to see. So, Well, I appreciate you joining us today. Be sure to download the Destination Players podcast or listen. We've got podcasts coming out every other week, different guests, people all over the country. Uh, check us out on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Brett, good luck with uh, the rest of the year, uh, the racing season. Keep us up to date, and uh, hopefully maybe we will uh, see you out here uh, while filming one of the Destination Players episodes in the near future. Sounds great. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast. Good to catch up. Yeah, you as well, Brett, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks a lot. Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process from design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side by side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com.